Well, hello there, Rob. Where do we find ourselves this time, then? We are in the city of Seven Mountains. Well, that narrows it down a little. It narrows it down a lot, Dominic. Consult your next line in the script and you'll see we are in... Bergen. We are indeed in Bergen. On the west side of Norway. And it's second city, after Oslo. And popular cruise ship port call. One of many. While it was officially founded as a city in 1070 by King Olav Kyr, there is evidence it was in use as a trading centre for 50 years or so by then. The name of the city, meaning the green meadow among the mountains. And believe me, there are mountains. You begin to sound like Bilbo Baggins. Before you start sounding smog about your Lord of the Rings references, let's stay focused, shall we? Sure. Bergen has a much milder climate than Oslo, and with a lot more rain, it might explain their liking for English-style beers. Well, go on then. Give us the stats. You've been um, you've been thumbing that page for the last minute. The average annual precipitation is over 2,250 millimetres. That's about seven feet of rain. And being coastal and surrounded by mountains, it rains a lot. One stat had it that it rained every day from the 29th of October 2006 to the 21st of January 2007. That's 85 consecutive days of rain. That is a lot of rain. Yeah, I said you'd feel at home here. I'm not that much at home. I mean, I am from the middle of England. And to be honest, it doesn't really rain that much. But go on then. How did the temperatures compare? Well, the um, record highest temperature was... 32.2 degrees centigrade, that's about 90 degrees Fahrenheit, on the 27th of July 2018. And the lowest recorded was minus 16.3 degrees centigrade, that's 2.7 Fahrenheit, in January 1987. Okay, that is a wider range than I'm used to. Yeah, I have experienced that and actually a wider range of that in the New England area. So then, how much of that water do they brew with? Actual quantity? I don't know, but for quality... They put up a good show. Well, lead the way, good sir. (laughs) I will. We go this way. Well, there's um, certainly no shortage of geography here. They're steeped in it. Poor old Ruby would take some labour getting up these inclines. Yeah, the rental cars must take a beating around here. How far outside Bergen are we? Well, we started off about 10 kilometres, um, sort of south-southwest of central Bergen, in the district known as oh, uh, Flingsdalen. We're, we're going to botch the pronunciations, we apologise, but uh, if you're from there you'll know what it is, and if you're not, well, you know, have a look at a map. If you can work out how to spell what Rob just said. I'll put links. But if you do come here, you'll find that the views are stunning. Yeah, I can't imagine that they would ever get old. That said... After 85 days of rain. Yeah, that must be near constant gloom. Clouds hanging like blankets suspended on the mountains. Ooh, and these bodies of waters beside us, are they lakes or fjords at this point? I'm I'm not really sure which they qualify as around here. Our rope goes up here to the right. It does snake up along the hillside, doesn't it? Well, Bergen, being on the flat, is almost a grid. This is intertwining snakes. 
Yeah, hard work in the car. This is great. Do I get a turn later? Um, depends on how good the beer is at Sir Fiel. Or Seven Fiel and... Uh, <coughs> and for our listeners, I know that I keep calling Seven Fiel. I don't know how to pronounce Seven in Norwegian. Um, I know that the name means Seven Mountains, and I'm pretty sure the English word fell must derive from the word Fjell. Whilst you're struggling with that, do you want me to actually look up the answer? Sure, if you can get a cell signal. Uh, I got just enough. Um, it's Sue. I guess it's actually pronounced Shoe to our ears. Hmm, okay. Oh, no, no, wait, hold on. Um, it changes depending on the type of word it's with, so it should be Sivyo. So I guess that's pronounced like it's Siv then. Sivfiel. And altogether, Sivfiel Briggery. All right. Well, whether or not we have it right, we're here now. So, uh, Sivfiel came into existence back in 2013, producing limited batches, but by early 2014, they seem to have been in full swing. So we've got another relatively new brewery on our hands, then. It is indeed. I gotta say, the building is rather unassuming. It's sort of just like a, you know, factory warehouse that you'd see plonked on the side of a road. But um, I understand there is a bar inside, and that is where we are headed. Yeah, you look like you'd rather sit out on such a pleasant afternoon and drink in the view as well. You know, I would love to, Dominic, but we can't do that. Norway has some pretty strict laws that forbid drinking in public. And from what I was reading, even outside on your own property where you are visible to others can be a problem. What penalties do they come with? Are they like medieval laws? (laughs) Well, they don't put you in the stocks, but it can be a fine. And from some of my other reading on, you know, that source of all truth, the Internet, the police just generally would have you pour out whatever was left in your container and move you on. That's a pretty simple approach. The police in the US should take that move. But <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I am glad we are indoors. Fresh air and exercise were never your thing, were they? Hey, I like cricket. Uh, yeah, and that's a lot of one and not much of the other. Unless, you know, you manage to spend most of your time in the pavilion. You like cricket too. You know, I do indeed. Um, Lords again this year? No, I like the sound of that. Oh, I do like the shape of that counter. Yeah, using the the half of the logo for the profile of that counter is that's just superb. Yeah, that is very cool. And for those that can't see, which is pretty much everybody that's simply listening to this, Sophia Briggery have stylized the numeral seven with the bar across to be the mirror of the letter F in Fiel, and then it works at both ends of the bar. And it's light and airy in here. It's actually very uplifting. It is. I. I as I say, I don't have the full history of the brewery, but their stock is based around English-style beers, you know, and then some American methods and some Belgian styling, and, you know. Well, there's, there's certainly a mix of accents around here, too, from just from what I could hear. And from what I was reading on the website, it says they have a crew consisting of good people from Sogen, Kristiansand, Hagenda, England, New Zealand, and, of course, Bergen. Out of 
that list, I think I've only heard of three before. Sogan, I think, is Sogan og Fjordane, which is about 200 kilometers to the north of us. Christian Sand is to the south, about 450 kilometers away, and uh, I Google mapped it. That's about eight hours in the car. Yeah, as long as that car is capable of reaching the speed limit. Yeah, and the inclines. And, well, that leaves Hardinger, then. Yeah, we're, which I think they mean Hardangerfjord. Well, how far away is that? To drive about 80 to 100 kilometers. I would say that it's only 40 kilometers as the crow flies, but with the size of some of the peaks around here, even the crows have to take the long way around. <laughs> well, if they can fly, then we're all knackered. But, uh, well, I suppose having skirted the people then and, and skimmed the places, can we talk about the beer now? Of course, delighted to. Good. So, they have a core range and several seasonals, and what I found that permeates this brewery is a, there's a definite sense of humour. There's a film that is old English musical seaside routine that was called Dinner for One. The German producer and director saw it while visiting, I think, Blackpool. And they just loved it, got these people to come back to perform it in Germany before a, a live audience. And they filmed that, and it's become a New Year's Eve tradition, especially in Germany, but around a lot of Scandinavia. It disappeared from Swedish screens for about six years, but is back. And I'm not going to ruin all the premise of it, but they've named uh, some of their beers after the characters in that. Well, that history lesson's all well and good, does that get us any closer to beer? Yes, yes it does. And may I present you something that they like to call James. James? Is this like something at Ikea being called Sven and Torvald? Well, it ties in with what I was just saying. This is the name of the butler in Dinner for One. Oh, wow. Man. <laughs> that is a solid colour in a glass. And the, ar oh, and the aroma too. Yeah, um, Sophiel described James as an English-style Christmas beer inspired by old brown ales. Well, inspired by, and certainly beyond. Yeah, a dark brown and so ripe for the season. I, you can see that it just feels like, you know, almost old stained walnut. It hits the nose right on the nail. <laughs> you haven't even sipped it yet. I tasted the script earlier. The ink was still wet. Don't advise it. <laughs> and I was worried about using a mimeograph. Bit before my time, that one. <coughs> yeah, quite. Um, do you recall previously we discussed the temperatures at which we should serve different beers? I do indeed. Go on then. What do you recommend for this one? Well, for this one, I don't have to. They provide such guidance as is needed. Well, that saved you a job. That sounds cool nonetheless. Yes, cool but not chilled. Uh, they recommend about 6 to 10 degrees centigrade. That's 40 to 50 degrees in old money. That's not bad. Balances the tones beautifully. Mm -hmm. I might go on the slightly cooler side to start. It's, it's only a 4.7% beer. So you're going to want to sip this and as it warms, the, the canopy of flavors just opens mm. yeah it just keeps expanding 
I tell you something else I like about this beer. Do continue. Fuggles. Still my favorite hop. I don't know what it is about the way it hits my palate. I mean, all these different hops are related, but they're all so different. But you make a good beer and you throw in some Fuggles. This is one happy podcaster. Fuggles, didn't they do Video Killed the Radio Star? Something like that, Dominic. Well, I'm just trying to, you know, get on to your level with my references. <laughs> Google's still your friend, huh? It's like trying to teach an old person Facebook. Um, <laughs> along with the temperature, do they provide any other serving suggestions or pairings, for example? They do, but try as it might, um, Google may have mangled the meaning a little. Oh, no, no, no. Translation is an art. As good as Google is, it is not infallible to nuance. Do go on. Okay, so the the translated suggestions are for stick meat and swine ribs, for sweet desserts, in preparation for Christmas tribe. In preparation for Christmas tribe. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh, quick, the family is coming. Quick, have a drink. You'll need it. Yeah, all I can think of in that context is variations on the theme of Al Reed. You know what she's like. Have another before me mother comes around. She can't sleep off that turkey forever. Just till kitchen is tidy and James Bond comes on. She's a devil if she can't have her spot on the blanket each year. Just as dog got comfortable and all. Right, monkey. Where the hell was that supposed to be from? No, 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 no. Keep talking. I was about to order a second. No time. We've got one more stop to make and a train to catch. A train? Yeah, that was supposed to be the surprise for the end. Ah, okay then. I see your game. I'll just get some to go. I'll, I'll be right back. This isn't on expenses, you know. I'd I better go after him. I'll be back with you in a few... After I was able to chase Dominic down, we have made it to the Bergenhaus Bruggery. Well, be fair, Rob, you did also get some Sivfiel to go to. Yeah, well, it had to be done. It wasn't a bad drive either, to be honest. It's only 20 minutes from one to the other. Yeah, um, downtown Bergen, and I suppose this is, um, is quite lovely. There's a, quite the range of older and modern buildings. Not that concrete corporate architecture that is so ubiquitous presented us in the rest of our lives. Indeed. And uh, as a, at least as far as you and I can see, it's quite refreshing. I did spot a couple of brands, but I'm not going to spoil his day. Now, my suggestion is that we have a meal here along with the beer. Food particularly good? That, to be honest, is my expectation. Well, Why's that then? Well, the brewmaster here is a gentleman by the name of Gareth Stewart. Oh, thank God. A Norwegian name that I can actually pronounce. Gareth Stewart. <laughs> uh, Dominic, he was born in Northern Ireland. Oh. And, and studied brewing at the VLB in Berlin. You're afraid, given that your pronunciation of Norwegian places has been appalling so far, you're actually afraid of pronouncing what VLB is short for, aren't you? Yeah. Do you want to try your hand at it? 
Nope. All right. Well, I'm gonna give it a. <clears throat> I'm gonna give it a whirl because um, it's not Norwegian. It's German, but I'm still gonna be awful at it. Um, it is Versuch und Larenstraat für Brauerei Berlin. Well, you weren't wrong. You were awful at it. <laughs> For your sake, we're going to stick to VLB. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, back to the food and beer. Come on, focus on the task, Rob. Focus. Well, you were the one who got us sidetracked. So? All right. So, um, the brewer, Gareth, works with the head chef so that they have good beer food pairings. Now, that is a good plan yep and he's been here about four years so that i'm going to take as evidence that the partnership is working how do you know so much about this um, we've been chatting and there he is hey gareth gareth hey how are you let me introduce you to my good friend dominic all right dominic pleased to meet you likewise i was just telling dominic about how you brew in concert with the menu here before we get into that, could you actually correctly pronounce VLB for, for Rob's sake and to bail him out of this hole? Sure can, VLB. I knew I had it right. Really? Oh, never mind. Okay, so to the business of the day, Gareth, um, could you draw us each a pint of Tempest and tell us a little more about the Bergenhaus Brewery? Yeah, I'm delighted to. So uh, I've been here as a head brewer at Bergenhaus Brewery for a few years. Uh, co-brewer is a girl called Remy Miller. Now, she has the time I'll introduce her, but uh, yeah, she's originally from San Francisco. Well, given that you have such an international background, how have you managed to become so Bergen? Well, Bergen's a dynamic city, uh, you know, lots of new experiences and flavors, which is pretty good for us. Uh, and like we're a small brew pub, so if we're always doing the same thing, there's no adventure like for us or actually for those that come here. So we may have mocked my pronunciation of VLB earlier. Nailed it that time. Thanks, but studying brewing in Germany is much more constrictive. There's an orthodoxy about what is and can be sold as beer. Definitely. Uh, I mean, like Norway doesn't really have those restrictions. So uh, as a brewer, uh, I'm free to seek out uh, other flavors. Have you been inspired or influenced by other brewers? I think you always are by what you eat and drink. Uh, like recently I was in New York and had the opportunity to try uh, what other half brewing has been doing and uh, they're experimenting with everything really. There isn't the same opportunity to be as diverse in the selection here, is there? No, not really, but uh, but there's the opportunity to like really look locally what's been grown. Like So this year, 2019, I'm really interested in sourcing as much as local stuff as possible, really. I'm assuming that again will tie in with the restaurant side. Of course, yeah. We uh, we were delighted with how the rock beer ribs went down. Um, and then there was the Imperial Coffee Stout ice cream. I can see that Dominic's just drooling at the thought of the ribs. <laughs> and the ice cream. From our earlier conversation, Gareth, you were recommending that we get the New York Blue Cheeseburger to go with the Tempest IPA. Oh, most definitely. You know, can we can we get them and then let you explain why we eat them? Dominic, this isn't cabaret. It's okay. I don't mind talking to a silenced and attentive audience. Thank you, Gareth. All right, I'll get your orders in whilst you guys finish those, and then it'll be a fresh pint each with the burgers. Great. While you do that, we'll cut to our sponsor. 
The Hopscotch Podcast is sponsored by Burt's Better Beers. Burt's Better Beers is located close to Exit 9 North off I-93 in Hooksett, New Hampshire. They have a large selection of international, national and local beers, ciders and meads. Cans and bottles are individually priced so you can select your own beer tour. Tell Bert you heard about Bert's Better Beers on Hopscotch. I expect you'll get a smile that is never far away. You can call Bert's at 603-413-5992 or visit them through their Facebook presence at facebook.com slash Bert's Better Beers. Also follow Bert on Twitter at twitter.com slash Bert's Better Beers. Their opening hours are Tuesday to Friday, 10 to 8, Monday and Saturday, 10 to 7, Sunday, 11 to 3. Bert's Better Beers, stimulating the economy one beer at a time. over there looks like we've got another minute or so so um just time to tell you that the bergenhaus brewery and restaurant are on the third floor of the oh, where did i start this zacharias bridge building well done uh, thank you it projects out into the water and i presume that it must have been a working pier at some point the restaurant commands a view of Mathalan, wagen and Torget surrounding bergen Getting the, better. <laughs> the brewery itself was the first to open in Bergen City Centre for 135 years. The one prior to that was in 1879, where Consul Peter Jebsen had Bergen's Aktikai Bruggery. And back down we go again. <laughs> do you want to do better? Bergen's Aktikai Bruggery. Yeah, well, uh, we'll call a jury in on this. Um, Bergen was part of the Hanseatic League, which um, was a collection of uh, towns and cities that were a trading partnership. And it exported fish to them and imported grain for the making of bread and brewing. Sounds like a football table. <laughs> coming up on Match the Day, in, coming up on Norwegian Match the Day, we have the Hanseatic League. <laughs> Is that below the the proper leagues in your book? Um, well, it depends if... Hang on, I'm going to put a little bit of ad-lib in here. Um, <laughs> we're coming back to Hanseatic League. It's happening. This is the thing that's happening. Come to peace with it. Um, <laughs> the Hanseatic League is, sounds like it should be like just above the Vanarama Conference in the UK. But it could also be the best league in well the best league in Norway well it wouldn't just be in Norway because the Hanseatic League covered a lot of Germanic speaking cities around Europe so oh okay. so it's like the early days Champions League <laughs> I knew you'd find a point where you were comfortable talking about sport, football Champions League yeah um, let, let's not mention the Champions League for you know <laughs> Maybe I'll even edit it out for your own blushes. Thank you. Okay. Um, opening hours are Tuesday to Thursday. 3 p.m. until 10 p.m. Friday. 4 p.m. 
to 2.30am. Saturday? 3pm to 2.30am. Both Friday and Saturday, the restaurant closes at... 10.30pm. They recommend calling ahead to reserve a table. The phone number is... Bergen 55553155. To repeat, that's Bergen 55553155. And I should check my lottery ticket after reading those numbers. <laughs> Don't worry, you're still lost. The five when he comes up once, Dominic. It's a magic lottery, it's Norway. <laughs> Everything's magic here. Right, so here's another pan each. Uh, not on the house, you know. I know, and I don't mind a bit. The pairing we have is the Tempest IPA with the New York Blue Cheeseburger. Well, go on in. Could you tell us a bit about the burger first? Food first, eh, Dominic? Yeah, as often as possible. All right, well, the, the burger's a 200-gram patty. Uh, that's a little less than half a pound. Um, surrounded by blue cheese, juicy bacon, grilled mushrooms, and a red onion marmalade. A red onion marmalade? Works well, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, the red onion marmalade. Um, that was a new one to me as well, Dominic. But it has a sweetness to it. That is to go with the blue cheese. It must be. Yeah, there's a wow factor in the first time trying this, isn't there? Now sip the tempest. Mmm. Mmm. That is so good. The Tempest IPA works really well with this burger because it uh, cuts through the fat, uh, balances, balances the caramel flavours from the grilled mushrooms and the red onion marmalade. Mm. And that explains what makes the burger so good too. I love the grilled mushrooms. I even tried using two portobellos as a bun before. How did that work out for you, you fun guy? <laughs> it was delicious. Wasn't mushroom for anything else in that burger. Probably harder to hold though. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it for customers unless you need a seriously gluten-free alternative. I know you just don't like gluten-free buns. Slides right out? Yeah, further and faster than you'd expect. Yeah, we're not doing that here. Now, would you mind divulging how you achieved the Tempest IPA? Well, so on the technical level, it's basically a double dry-hopped IPA. Um, backbone is uh, Vienna malt, Heidelberg malt, flaked oats... And then basically a combination of mosaic, citra, and Idaho 7 hops. So then basically that's it just resting in the barrel then. Is that some aging back there? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah in a few nights' time, we'll be tapping that, probably shortly after opening for the evening. An IPA that fresh? That's a thing of beauty. What we all in the industry strive for. Fantastic. Yeah, love it. Well, not to be rude, lads, but uh, I've got some other obligations around here. So, But it's been lovely having you here. Uh, let me know when you're next coming back. Sounds like a plan. Hey, they have fish and chips too. Dominic. Next time. Next time. Okay. Tax Galdahul Gareth. Good night. Cheers, lads. Was that Norwegian or Welsh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That was lovely, Rob. Where are we going now? Hotel for the night. There's one just close to the station. No trains this late to Oslo? Well, we could have taken the night train to Oslo, but, um, you know, they have sleeping berths that um, operate on that service, and while I'm sure they're very comfortable, I feel that we would have wasted our money. 
But how so? We would have got to Oslo refreshed. The views, Dominic. That's what makes this route worth its renown. The rail route climbs through the mountains. There are green valleys, remote local stops, and the high fjells. And if we are lucky, they will be snow-capped, and the scene will just be... So, fjell is the one Norwegian word you think you've learned of this trip so far? Well, it's like an exaggerated version of the Lake District. All right, show me. What time does the train leave? Uh, about quarter of eight tomorrow morning. Oh, God, that's early. Yeah, it gets in about quarter of three in the afternoon, and we'll be seated in the comfort cabin. Didn't you also mention there'd be beer on the train? Yes, and we will talk about that tomorrow. Good. This is a nice comfortable train. Better than the commuter comforts I've been used to. Yeah, I miss the old horsehead couches with the six to eight to a small cabin. You're showing your age again there, old man. Showing your age indeed. But why aren't we taking the train to Oslo? Well, I have two major reasons. One, the views from this train are amazing. It's one of the most scenic rides you can take. And two... The transport company, NSB... You're not going to give us what those initials stand for. Norges Statsbanner. Has oh, wow. it... <laughs> I was going to ad-lib there, sorry. Uh, what were you going to say? I was going to say, there's a reason why you're not giving us them. <laughs> Has its own beer, brewed by Hand Bergeret, just outside of Oslo. But yes, yes, no, you are right. A good blending of our two interests together. I think so. Um, last time we were on a train together, it was that day we spent at Lord's Cricket Ground. Watching England wrap up the win against India. That was a good day. All the elements of a good English summer. A day with friends, watching cricket on that hallowed ground. Ridiculously overpriced beer. Yeah, the beer at any venue feels overpriced. And the chance of rain as well. Lovely. <laughs> uh, and while that train journey took us through the beautiful countryside of Cambridgeshire, this will take us through some much wilder landscapes and be considerably longer. How much longer? About seven hours. <sighs> I knew I should have brought my bumper book at Wise Searches. You didn't look for a new one in the shop? Yeah, but they were all in Norwegian. Don't have to know Norwegian. They list the words down below. Oh. Here, have mine. I've only done the first two pages. Cool. Thanks ever so. You're welcome. I do expect you to look up at some point, though, to watch the world glide by. P. L. A. G. E. Plage. Found it. I wonder what these words mean. Well, that one's easy. That one's French for beach. B-A-R-N. Barn. Got that one. And that one is the English for barn? Probably. Sounds right. All these ones are fun. Hmm. D-U-M-H-E-T. Dumhet. Hmm. M-A-N-U-S-F-O-R-F-A-T-T. E.R. Manus for fatter. Hmm, yes, he is. 
Sorry, what was that? No, no, nothing, nothing, Rob. Just finished another page. Okay. Well, take a moment to look at this. The next few miles are incredible. The line creeps along the sides of this valley with rock and trees to one side and just great body of water to the other. Magnificent. We should radio edit out a bit until we are ready for a beer and a bite to eat. Sounds like a good idea. We'll be back with you in a, well, uh, some minutes of our time and not much of yours. Dominic, are you hungry? Always. Is there a menu? Yeah, there is, but it's in the cafe car. Um, and we're going to have to eat there because they don't allow you to take alcohol outside of the cafe car. All right, that's fair. Let's go. So the menu seems to be about what you would expect with a little more thought and quality gone into it. So what have we got as options? I can't read the menu. If you say it in your head, you seem to just get the general idea. Um, so I did also look it up on their website first so I could read the thing in English. But um, basic rundown is there's hot dogs, flatbread pizza, meatballs, moose patties and a vegetable chili. What kinds of pizza? Uh, some basic choices, there's beef, smoked ham, or spinach, and each of those is with or without um, rocket lettuce on them. And the meatballs? They are served with mushy peas, potatoes, and gravy. <laughs> Your eyes just lit up. Did they? Yeah, I'll get you that. If you're still hungry later, we can get something else. Me, I'm going to have the moose patties. Um, why don't you take the recorder and go snag that table over there? I'll bring it over in a minute. Here we go, and with the beer too. It actually costs extra to eat in the cafe car than to take your food away, but if you're having a beer with it, you're kind of stuck. Ah oh, well. Well, it doesn't mean I get a chance to finally ask about the beer. 
I can hold back your curiosity no longer. NSB Cafe serves a Dressin Pale Ale as their own beer. It's brewed for NSB by Hans Brigerit, the uh, microbrewery in Drammen. That sentence was a real pronunciation minefield for you, wasn't it? Yep, they hit every one of them. Yep, you sunk my battleship. <laughs> sank mine too. Back on task again. Does that dressing actually translate as anything? Speedy. According to Google Translate? Yeah. Um, it may have a more refined meaning to a Norwegian. Yeah, but it ties into the swiftness of their service between Bergen and Oslo. Now then, uh, let's carefully pour this in. It's a, oh, it's a good pale colour. Uh, don't pour it all, not so fast. Hamburger, don't pasteurise or filter their beer. And, and to be honest, usually I seem to get a little sedimentation with that, but this is not bad. Yeah, good nose to it as well. Oh, that's funny. What is? Well, the label. The brewery is hand, which simply must mean hand. Is there a finger marks all over the label? Could that be a serving suggestion? I don't think Norwegians need that much hand holding. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Oh, I went there. Oh, boy. And I'm struggling as to to, you know, uh, how to actually describe the colour. Well, I set it on the caramel orange. I'm going to go with luteus. Lute what? Isn't that backside? <laughs> that, that's gluteus. The word I used was luteus, which is um, a word used for orangey colours before we had the orange fruit. Luteus. I like that as a parallel. Along with all the hot aromatics, there is actually some malts. Yeah, it's not overly sweet. Yeah, just enough bitterness to bring you back fresh and ready for some more. Hmm. And sensibly, given that we're in public transportation, it's it's not overly strong. Uh, we have different definitions of strong. What you are used to on that east coast of the USA is a lot stronger than our regular beers in the UK. Yeah, fair point. They say it's about 4.5%. Yeah, enough to know you're enjoying it without getting easily overwhelmed. Yeah, and there's also the price. 119 Norwegian kroner, which is about £11 or $14 a bottle. <laughs> well, drink responsibly just took on another meaning. Yeah, one that should perhaps have always been there. We're not doing a sensible drink in PSA, are we? Not an influential one. Fair comment, well made. Fancy another one? I'll buy this one. Under those terms and conditions? Absolutely. Back in two shakes. Well, your thoughts? The scenery for the journey is epic. It's just so sweeping and majestic and it climbs and... um, The beer isn't pedestrian, but it wouldn't be the first thing you rode home about. Worth having while on the train, though. Oh, absolutely. And it does round out the Norwegian experience. I like that they have it as a collaboration with a local brewery. That's the thing I've found here. I mean, as vast as this country is, with the density of people together where they congregate just adds value. It's small and it's comfortable and it's what a beautiful place to live. Norway. Straight in there on the Hopscotch Podcast Top Travel Destination Guide. Agreed. Um... 
Should we just watch some more of it glide by? Well, be fair, it is part of why we're here. for tonight mate <sighs> you were right about it being so beautiful Ugh, emerging into snowscapes being dazzled and then return to the embrace of trees it's a good place right I'm, I'm stunned I honestly hadn't thought enough about Norway well let's go find our hotel for the night we should let these people see themselves out too of course how, how rude of me they have been with us long enough to know that no sight was meant. Well, with that, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode and the others in the series, and you can find out more information about these locations. You can visit us at hopscotchpodcast.com. On SoundCloud, we are at https colons forward slash forward slash soundcloud.com forward slash hopscotchpodcast, or via your favourite podcast app as hopscotchpodcast. Look for that grey logo. And on Twitter, we are at, at HopscotchPodcast, because that podcast has a missing A, thanks to Twitter's character limits. <laughs> We're also on Google Play now as well, and Spotify. All good fun. And with that, thank you so much for listening. A very good night to you. Oh boy, here goes. Taxame for a lit. And well did God night till day. On that note, taxi! By the way, the same procedure as last episode, Rob. Same procedure as every episode, Dominic. Well, I'll do my very best. Oh, Some of the sound effects used in the production of this podcast have been obtained from Free SFX. They are available at http colon slash slash www.freesfx.co.uk.